Last night, the FBI conducted a raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. And I have to wonder, how long will the Republican Party sit back and let this kind of thing continue to happen and continue to destroy the freedom that we have here in America? Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are an organization of like-minded ladies and gentlemen here in the state of Washington. We are working hard to forward the conservative movement here in our state of Washington by getting involved in state legislation, educating citizens and voters as to what's going on, what the issues are, how they can influence lawmaking. We're also working really hard to elect conservative candidates who will be true servant leaders of we the people rather than career politicians. You can learn more about our work and what we're doing and how you can get involved at our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. I'm also excited to announce that in the very near future, I kept saying it was going to be later this summer, but it's already mid-August, so it's going to be this fall. We will be launching our national platform, Conservative Ladies of America, so stay tuned for that. Well, yesterday's episode, I delivered some pretty bad news from over the weekend, what went on in the Senate, in the Senate with the Inflation Reduction Act, and I actually recorded an episode yesterday with my friend Tyler Miller of Hazardous Liberty and the Hazardous Conversations podcast regarding the elections that we had here in Washington State, our primaries last Tuesday, and you'll be able to find that live tomorrow. We talked a lot about what's going on in the Republican Party and the establishment versus conservatives, so a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today, you'll actually hear Tyler and I expand on that when I release that episode. So the FBI conducted a raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence last night, and this is truly unprecedented, and it is really bold and shouldn't really surprise any of us. I mean, this is, I wasn't surprised. I mean, my heart sank for sure, because this is not the American way. This is the kind of thing that happens in communist countries. And they showed up at Mar-a-Lago in their armed vehicles and with a rider truck full of weapons. And they totally went in fully weaponized and went through all of his stuff, uh, went through his uh, personal safe, I believe, where he had documents they collected and seized a number of different documents and other types of things. This should be a wake-up call to every American. This should also be a wake-up call to every Republican. We need to unite as a party for the American people. We need to stop being weak and we need to see strength in our leadership, strength that is going to stand up for we the people. The FBI wouldn't have done this if they thought they could get, if they didn't think they could get away with it. They did this because they know that the Republicans are weak. They know they can get away with it. Just last week, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, was in front of the Senate and he left his the meeting early because he had a flight to catch. This was just a few days ago. So he knew at the time 
that this was going to go down on Monday. And he boldly just up and left and was like, I have to go at 1.30. And nobody held him accountable for that. The Democrats were like, thank you so much for your service. You've been here three times in the last two years. We're so grateful. There's an article in the New York Post. This article was published on Sunday. So this was before the raid. And the title is FBI Director Christopher Ray is Guiding the Agency the Wrong Way Fast. Christopher Ray's disingenuous testimony to the Senate Judiciary Committee Thursday before he left early on the FBI's private Gulfstream 550 jet speaks volumes about the need to defund the FBI or at least dump its unctuous director. Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley and his team of Republicans expected to have the chance to ask a second round of questions. Grassley pleaded for just an extra 21 minutes. But Ray took an early mark, dismissing the committee's constitutional obligation to ensure he answers questions under oath to ensure the FBI complies with the law and is accountable to the American people. What was so urgent that he had to leave after just three and a half hours? Was he taking a long weekend? So Grassley goes on to question him about why he's leaving. And he says, well, I took a shorter break. And Grassley points out that he took longer than the five minutes. Anyway, he ends up leaving at 1.30. He doesn't give them the extra 21 minutes. That's pretty bold, I would say, for the FBI director, who is accountable to the Senate, to just up and leave on his private jet for the FBI. Clearly, there is no regard for the process or for authority or any kind of accountability. He knows he's not going to be held accountable. And so he just boldly up and left. And we don't have strength in our Republican Party for people like Christopher Ray to feel like they can't get away with that. He knows he can get away with it. And so he did. In that same committee meeting, Senator Ted Cruz questioned uh, Director Ray about the politicization of the FBI. And I'm going to let you listen to this brief exchange between the two of them. Director Ray, I'm deeply concerned that the FBI and the Department of Justice have become thoroughly politicized. I think this is a problem that began during the Obama administration. I think it metastasized with career officials during the Trump administration, and I think it continues and is even worse today under the Biden administration. I don't believe you personally reflect that politicization, but I think you've been unwilling to root it out and unwilling to hold people accountable for the politicization. I hear regularly from FBI agents and from professionals at the Department of Justice who are dismayed that our law enforcement has been weaponized and politicized rather than remaining apolitical as it has been for the history of our country. I think Ted Cruz was being nice when he said that he didn't fault Christopher Ray for the politicization of the FBI. I 100% think that he is responsible. He is the director, he's the leader, and the leader has a responsibility to set the stage, set the tone, and make sure that the department is not politicized. And he has not done that. And we have had concerns about Ray for a very long time, including when Trump appointed him during his term. When this all came out last night, I was really angry. And everybody on social media was really angry. And there were memes and tweets and people making statements. And, you know, it was all over uh, the news, uh, especially, I mean, it was happening during prime time. So it was on at 
you know, five o'clock PM here on the West Coast, eight o'clock on the East Coast. So all of the news outlets were covering this story and emotions were high. And I think that was the point of all of this. I think that they were very strategic in when they conducted this raid, how it was carried out. It was very much political theater. And I believe that was very intentional. I also believe part of the intent is to raise emotions on the right to get people to behave in ways that are unbecoming and ways that the Democrats and the left can point at us and say, oh, look, they're so extreme. And I even, you know, in my, you know, knee jerk reactions yesterday posted something that, you know, if I had given myself the time to actually think about it was very out of character for me to post. And so someone actually called me out on it. And she's like, this seems really out of character for you. And as I, you know, sat back and took a look at it, I was like, yeah, that that really is not something I would typically post. But in the heat of the moment, we're so emotionally charged, we're angry, we're frustrated. This has been going on for so long. For the entire Trump presidency, what did we hear about? Russia, Russia, Russia. We heard about the PP tape from Russia, and it was just one thing after another. They couldn't leave him alone. They couldn't just let him be the president. And it's funny because you see people on the left, um, Pramila Jayapal, who's a congresswoman from Seattle, even tweeted about how he talks about the stolen election. I'm sorry, but didn't Hillary for a long, long time, probably even still, say that the 2016 election was a stolen election? Interesting how it's okay for them to say these things, but when someone on our side says it, it is an insurrection and it, you know, needs to be, you know, it's a crime and we need to lock him up and all of these things. And I actually tweeted back to her because she said he needed to go in prison for, he needed to be imprisoned for the crimes that he committed. And I, what crime did he commit that requires him to go into prison? And there isn't one, but that does not stop these people from saying these things and firing up their base. And then we see this raid happen and the people on our side are so frustrated because we feel like we don't have representation standing up and defending us and we're losing our freedom. If this can happen to a former president, it can happen to you and me. And Trump has always said, they're not after me. They're after you. I'm just in the way. And that is 100% correct. I mentioned yesterday, I talked about the 87,000 new uh, IRS agents that they will be hiring. They're doubling the size of our IRS. That is not to go after these billionaires. That's to go after the people like you and me for sending $601 in PayPal to a friend. And they're going to want to know what that was for. They're going to demand answers. They're going to be coming after the regular citizens, the middle and the lower class citizens. They're not going after the extremely wealthy elite people. If they were, the FBI would have taken action on, oh, let's see, Hillary's emails, Hunter Biden's laptop, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, and did I mention the judge who signed off on this warrant was representing Jeffrey Epstein's staff people 10 years ago 
prior to being appointed as a judge. He worked to defend people in Jeffrey Epstein's inner circle. That's who signed off on this warrant. Connect the dots. We can't keep turning a blind eye to this. We can't just let it go and think it's not that big of a deal. And I get it. Most people don't want to get involved in this stuff. It's dirty. It's slimy. It's corrupt. But this is, we are at a point where if we don't step up and get involved, if we continue to just, quote, live our lives and let other people handle the government, we're going to be in for a rude awakening really fast. I feel like we already are. Some people just aren't aware of it. It hasn't caught up yet. And by the time it catches up, it's going to be too late. I don't think any American, regardless of your politics, can look at this FBI raid on Trump and think that that was okay. It is unprecedented. It was unwarranted. It will be really interesting to see how all of this plays out. I think that the timing of this is really interesting because so Monday, August 8th is when the raid is conducted. Tuesday, August 9th, there are primaries going on in, I think, four or five states around the country. It'll be interesting to see how this may be reflected in the voter turnout. I hope that this would encourage people to turn out and vote and vote against the left, but that remains to be seen. I hope that this will unite the Republicans against the Democrats. I hope that this will light a fire into the weak Republicans, the establishment Republicans, so that they wake up and see they are part of the problem. They have enabled this kind of thing to happen in our country, and it's time for them to stand up, to strengthen up, and to stand up for we the people and to fight back for America. But we can't fight back with, you know, these knee-jerk reactions like I mentioned I did yesterday. We have to be smart. We have to be strategic. Now, after this news came out yesterday, I was like, oh, yes, this is, you know, Donald Trump needs to announce right now that he's running for president in 2024 because we know that what they're trying to do is make it so that Donald Trump cannot run again. They're trying to find some kind of criminal charge that they can make against him that would not allow him to run for president again. And my initial thought was he needs to announce right now this is really going to fire up the MAGA base and, and really fire up the American people to unite behind Donald Trump. And then I woke up this morning after having, you know, several hours to sort of think about it and sleep on it. And I woke up thinking, maybe that's not our best strategy. Maybe putting someone like Trump or DeSantis, who they're already on to DeSantis as well, maybe coming, maybe going back to the drawing board and re-strategizing this whole idea and how we can save America definitely with Trump's help, but coming up with a strategy that makes it more difficult for them to come against the movement because they know where they know where Trump is weak. They know where they can push their buttons with Trump. And they know that Trump was a, uh, I guess, divisive, if you, I don't think that's the right word, but enough people didn't like his mannerisms and his deliveries and his character, but they liked his policy. And so they know that that's kind of a weakness. 
And I don't, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And I don't really have a concrete answer. I'm just saying that I woke up this morning thinking, maybe we need to go back to the drawing board and re-strategize what this looks like because we really need to rebuild with, you know, strong Republicans who are willing to stand up. Now, here in Washington, I've talked about the congressional dis, uh, the congressional race in our third district with Joe Kent, who was running to unseat Rhino Jamie Herrera Butler, who voted to impeach Trump. Well, yesterday afternoon, we got the latest ballot counts and uh, Kent is pulling ahead of Jamie Herrera Butler and he's in second place and he is the predicted winner of this race. He also was on Fox News. He was on Tucker's show last night, which was uh, not hosted by Tucker last night. He was off, but he went on to talk about the Trump raid and how it's imp- it's going to be important to defund the FBI and depoliticize these institutions in our government. And I was so excited to see that he, you know, is is in second place now and that he's going to proceed to the general because Joe Kent is exactly the kind of leader that we need in Congress. And if we can keep building that America first coalition in our Congress, I think we will be able to make progress. So that was really encouraging to me, especially on a day with some really bad news for the American people. This is a wake up moment, guys, and this is a spiritual battle. This is 100% a spiritual battle, dark versus light. And we need to be in prayer. We need to be looking to God for wisdom, for discernment, for our to pray for our country. We need to be praying for our leaders, praying for the candidates who are running for change. And that's how we win. God has a plan for this country. But he depends on us to execute his plans. If we pray, if we look to him for guidance and then do the action that we feel he's leading us to do, I do believe that we can save this country. I do believe there are enough good people who care enough about America who are willing to step up and do something. Whatever it is God is calling you to do, do that thing. So I encourage you with everything that's going on, this is, I'm preaching to myself here too. take a step back and try not to be impulsive in your conversations, whether they're in person or online on social media, don't be impulsive, sit back for a moment, reflect, pray, (laughs) use discernment. And I also would ask that you pray and ask God, what's my role in this time? How can I help in this movement? How can I help our country, our state, my city, my school board? How can I help move this in a positive direction so that we are saving the values and the things that make America so amazing and so different from every other country on this planet? And so I'm going to leave it there today. Kind of heavy stuff. Thanks for joining me and listening to me just unload my thoughts on this whole thing. If you've got a comment or an idea for a future episode, I would love to hear from you. All of my contact information is in the notes, and I'll also include the links to some of these clips that I shared and the article that I shared with you today. I would love it if you would rate and share the podcast. That is the best way to help us grow, and I look forward to seeing you again next time. 